Welcome to today's Sticks and Dirt Kidmen podcast, a Christian-based kids ministry broadcast for the family of teachers, volunteers, and light creative soul winners, sharing experience and experiments. And now, today's podcast. It's Sticks and Dirt, Kidman Podcast. I'm Randy Mockaby. Thanks for coming back with us again today. Uh, I'm in here by myself, and because I'm basically doing is doing a video interview with a, the clown, the King's clown, Lloyd Squires. Actually, the interview was taken about back in 2013, and it was done in his house, and uh, it's still online for you to look at. You can go back and watch the three-part uh, video clips of it. They're about five, six minutes apiece give or take, and what we basically done is just took the audio off that, and we're dropping it on here on the podcast we listen to. So if you're hearing things on there that, like, oh, I wonder what's going on, just go back and watch the video, and you'll probably want to watch it anyway. Uh, it's pretty much uh, us interviewing him inside of his house and taking us through, uh, uh, you know, some of his collections and things and telling us about some of his things that he's done in his life, uh, testimonies, and uh, some neat little tricks of the trade he does with his, his ministry and some of his hobbies even. Uh, that he does, uh, uh, so he'll be seeing all kinds of neat little things like that, hearing from him, so the videos are still on uh, Vimeo.com, we'll put the links in the show notes for you guys, if you want to use that as a reference, go back and watch it, I'm sure you will, but if you know King, uh, the King's Clown at all, Lloyd Squires, uh, he's known worldwide, uh, Children's Evangelist, uh, of course, clown style, very funny, um, he doesn't wear the clown makeup and stuff, but he does have funny clothes and hats and stuff, and he's uh, tons of jokes and uh, very inspirational and uh, knows how, has reached thousands of kids. Uh, I mean, who knows? He's based out of St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, got to go there to his house and do the video interview with him, and it's pretty inter- interesting. Um, so we think you'll like it. Um, so anyway, we'd like for you guys to um, sit back and enjoy this uh, about 20 minutes or so interview with Lloyd Squires, and there goes my smoke alarm. Huh. All right, well, I guess that's my cue to get out of here, so you guys enjoy the interview, and we'll see you next time on Six and Dirt. I got this from Vesta. It's not really confusing. This is quite an investment. I always have, or and I make these. Karen, my wife, has taught me how to make these. I make them reversible. So I have two vests, and I can walk backwards. It's reversible. So now I have two outfits. I have to pack everything in a suitcase, and so this is important. Um, whoever made this for me made it too small. So I put a piece down the middle. See it? I made it wider. And look, it's got toggles. Ooh, ooh. Uh, 1900s in vaudeville, they called this vaudeville, and humor in America. They started with something they called slapstick. They hit each other with things. Slapstick comedy was, was very popular in the early 1900s. 
Well, the, at the end of that, the people who epitomized it and made it so famous were the Three Stooges. I call them the Three Stooges. And these guys would beat each other and hit each other and saw each other in half and all this stuff. This, they were the epitome of slapstick. The slapstick, when it first started, was a stick that you slap somebody with. I'm sure they tried this. That hurts. So somebody got the brilliant idea, and you can do a slapstick with two or three sticks. These are paint stirring sticks. And you can use either electrical tape. I use a rubber band. This is a Walmart number 80 rubber band. Get a bag of them for $2.50. Now look, you put it on there pretty tight, and then you bump it up. What you want is that bump right there, so that when you put the other stick on, it makes this gap up here. That's what makes a slap. So you can duct tape this, or electrical tape this, or you can use another rubber band and tape this down. And you've made a big diving board. Look, look what you've done. Look at the end of this. So then you hold this part down. Look, now you have a slapstick. Doesn't hurt much, but it makes a lot of noise. You add another stick on the other side of the boat. Now look what you have one here I used for a performance already made. One rubber band in the middle. I used uh, le blue electrical tape. And listen to this. Doesn't hurt. I'm not recommending you use this, but this is a good lesson you can teach. Or you could use it. I, I use it. Only with people. I don't hit kids with this, but only the people that are in the, uh, the in the know that this doesn't really hurt. My favorite thing to do is act like I'm going to hit somebody and hit myself with it. Like that. So that's slapstick. This is a little play on words, kind of clever thing that I just, I love this stuff, okay? My basement is full of this kind of stuff. So, what do you think we have here? A can of beans with uh, some pirates in there. And a... Uh, carrot. Pirates are the carrot beans. <laughs> what we have here, boys and girls, is the pirates of the carrot beans. This, didn't you had this on Facebook? Yeah. I remember seeing this. When I was flying the helicopter. So I have an 1860 Navy Colt black powder. Oh my pistol. goodness. See how heavy that is. I like that. So there's the, uh, that's the Navy Colt, and this is the Army Colt officers. They're both 44 cal. Beautiful. So, <laughs> remember the old metal pistols we used to have as kids? Mm -hmm. Right. Got a lot of belts and holsters there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Look at this one. There's, there's my bail. There's my bridle. Little horses. My lariat. That's that. There's my bug out bag. Oh, you're packing uh, camping. camping. So if uh, we get power outages and things like that, <laughs> so everything you need is in that bag. Okay. That's what they call it. Survival kit. Survival kit. I build knives on the forge. Make arrowheads. These are some of my favorite knives. I built that one. That's stone and bone, and that's a very fabulous knife. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll take.
just got this one from David Moore. Took it off his, I wow. stole it off his wall. <laughs> this is my new hat. I haven't really worked it up yet, but I'm doing a couple of camps next year that are cowboy themed. All right. So, uh, Georgia and Lufkin, Texas. Okay. <laughs> so I got this really cool room. As you pan around, you can see there's a lot of room in it stuff. But I wanted to build my own bed. So I walked over here to this alcove that was already here, and I built my own bed. This is called a Murphy bed. It comes right out of the wall. I built it myself. Hydraulics? I made this. I'm doing a camping theme here lately, and um, for every positive message, I always have a, a reverse message. So camping, camping, it's fun, it's great, and then we have the bad camping day, and that's when the mosquitoes uh, are bothering you, the snakes are chasing you, and you have the rain. Um, one day I'll teach you how to make a bunch of kids sound like rain. But right now, I went to the music store, and I bought what they call us a thunder machine. It's a cardboard tube. It has a, a diaphragm like this and, and a, a spring. Ready? But you gotta use it with a mic. Check this out. And I don't know if it's made to do this, but I figured this out the other day. Actually, I, when I cut foam or uh, noodle stuff, I use my electric knife. Well, it used to be my wife's electric knife, but I sort of, uh, I use my electric knife and I had to buy a new one. And so, uh, yeah, I cut a piece of that off, wrapped it in uh, just regular masking tape and then the shiny tape for the match head. So it gets the point across. Sometimes I'll use this to say I haven't had a match since Superman died. There's, there's also... There's also a message I do called Heaven Security, where I kind of set it up like airport security and the, the security people there. 
and this guy has a big bag on his back and he has weapons like this and stuff and they're not letting him get through with all these dangerous things and this is one of the things that will be in that bag and, and then I make parallels okay you have have you ever met anybody that just kind of blows up on people they're just like explosive they're hard to be around you never know when they're just going to blow up well you can't that's not going through heaven security you can't be an explosive person and climb that and what I'll do is I'll, I'll get a 10 foot ladder 12 foot ladder and they're climbing up that ladder trying to get to heaven but they've got all this uh, you know and the knife would be people who cut people down all the time uh-huh. in front of them and so you use the weapons and sometimes I just feel so phony hi <laughs> I've worn one of these most of my adult life this is a bullet knife this for playing harmonica harmonica Backwards, sorry. <laughs> I carry my smile with me everywhere I go. I asked Legos to donate enough Legos to me to build a casket, and they're thinking about it. <laughs> that's a grave situation, though. I'm not really sure if that's so, yeah, I was in really bad health, and I, they thought I was going to die, but I'm not because I asked Jesus. I'm really smart. I asked Jesus to build my mansion on Legos, so that's going to take a long time. So now I'm not going to die. <laughs> this is a children's Bible study that coincides with the search for truth, or 12, or any 12 uh, lesson uh, Bible study. There's 12 lessons in here. And so the... So you got, you're having a Bible study or a home friendship group or cell group, and so somebody takes the kids in, they color the picture, and then you teach them the lesson. Color the picture, teach them the lesson. And it also, you can get um, this. This is used by adults all over the world, all over admissions and everything, for adults. This is a doctrinal okay, teaching book that is on a very simple level when you want. And this is used all over the world, just by itself. Yeah, there's a story behind this. When I was a little boy, my dad was in the Navy, and it was right after World, world War II, and my dad was gone a lot for what they called cleanup. I don't know what that means. And he'd be gone for months and months and months, and so my mom bought me a little sailor doll, and I called it Daddy. Karen and I were at a, we call that when you buy old antique, yeah. antique place. And um, when I saw that, I began to weep and cry. I was, you know, 50 years old, 40 years old, but I remembered this doll, and so Karen bought this one. And it's, um, it's a little, mm-hmm. one of those kind of dolls. But this used to be my doll I called Daddy, or one like it, when I was a little kid. So this doll's 67 years old. Means a lot to me. And my blue jean Bible. Some of my Bibles, my favorite Bible, uh, my longest, I guess you said the one I've had the longest, 
and now I got a pocket Bible, but there's one I want to show you. This will help you. Okay, I got the Holy Ghost in 1975, and I did a lot of things, um, drugs and all that. And so, easy to quit those for some reason, but the hardest part was the cigarettes. I want to thank the Lord publicly that nobody jumped me or called me a sinner or something. Because even after I had the Holy Ghost, after an awesome service, sometimes I would go out in the parking lot of the church and smoke a cigarette. Well, I, I, was, a, I was a metal fabricator. I worked in a, a steel mill kind of thing, and I worked in a really rugged place. And this is how I kept my cigarettes. I used to roll them in my sleeve like this, and 20, 30 times a day, I'd slap that pack while I'd smoke, then I'd unroll it and smoke a cigarette. So what I did was, is I traded the Word of God for my cigarettes, and I rolled this Bible right here, 1975, I rolled this Bible right here up in my sleeve, carried it to work. And every time my habit would make me slap that pack, me and Jesus had a deal. I would open it up and read a chapter. I'd go just where I'd go to smoke a cigarette, I'd leave the building or whatever I was going to do, and instead of smoking, I'd read from that book right there. See the notes I put in it and stuff? This, this was my first Bible, and that's how I quit smoking. I didn't quit. I replaced it. So for years, I've been teaching. You can't make people quit everything. You can't just give everything up. You got to replace it. Hi, King's Clown here. How's everybody doing? I got a new iPad today, and I just can't wait to do FaceTime. So if you'll see right here, got a brand new iPad. They don't cost 700 bucks. And look, you can do FaceTime. Hello? Anybody see me out there? Hello? <laughs> Works really good. <laughs> you get on, okay, we're in the gym. You get on that wall, girls on that wall, boys on that wall. And they'll stay there for 48 minutes waiting for their turn to throw the chicken. I don't know how it works, it just works. So I, I, said, boy, I said, boy, that's a pirate chicken. Here's something else you need. I get so hot. This is a portable, a personal fan. Can you feel it? Oh. And you wear it around your neck. What we need is somebody from the pool to find these and sell these to all of them. This is my only one. Do these glasses make my ears look big? I keep my CD that I do my action songs with in this free AOL container with my address plastered all over it. Please return to. I've had this mailed back to me. You know, I, I, I get busy. I leave this up in the sound booth. But since I've done this, I've never lost my CD yet. How do I know what songs are on it? I check my footnotes. This is the one my grandkids love. Well, I never eat boogers with breakfast. Always eat boogers with lunch. Cause in the morning, my boogers, they're smushy. But by noon time, they've got lots of crunch. You lay your 